Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm here with my friends, and it's Left Look, and it's absolutely, definitely uh, January the 17th. Hello, sir. Hiya. Sure is. Remember that period of time where we decided to do the wrong date? That drove me mad. No, I hope it, not. It worked the one time. Like I gotta admit, for the one time, we it has a one hundred percent success rate. It did. It did. It like it was designed to make him feel like he had to do it, as Julian is our only technically competent person enough to do this show. No, I'm sure I could. I could YouTube it, but I just I can't. As of right now, Jacob couldn't. Uh, but. Anyways, where was I going? It, it did work to make him do the work, but I, uh, I don't know. I'm still tapping to fucking jump into a system like that. Cause what if we, uh, get caught saying something really, really fucking stupid two days before a major world event that could hurt. Then surprise, uh, two episodes in one week. <laughs> I was listening to the Chapo guys talk about Epstein right before he was killed. Uh -huh. Pretty cringe. Pretty cringe. <laughs> that's just life. Yeah, cringe is just cringe is just life. To live is to cringe, as uh, Aristotle put it. I don't think he did put it that way. He should have, though. <laughs> I've always had that. Uh, really nagging suspicion that I can understand nothing that those people say because, you know, it's just translations and you don't get the ethnic or cultural vibe of the word. You know, you don't live in the house of the language like they do, mm -hmm. so there can't be a true exchange. But uh, I can still be sure at the end of the day that Aristotle didn't say whatever nonsense I've already erased that you said. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe how, how do you know maybe he did maybe he did say life is cringe i don't know life is cringe no i, I don't think he did he was in always... in like a in like a roundabout way maybe he did you know i'm sure he did the word cringe is so broad even... that it could apply to any philosophy right exactly like all but the most life-affirming philosophies i guess yeah, I could definitely twist some of his some of his phrases to being cringe. Yeah, this is Left Look. This is a premier independent podcast from the Ghetto Institute where we'll be taking a look at Canadian international arts, culture, and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased, left-wing perspective. Il suggests a premier podcast independent to this Ghetto. New independent arts, culture, and entertainment to small Canadian international perspective. Partially de gauche. Did we just get left looked? I love the idea of an independent. Uh, sorry, an impartial left-wing perspective, because uh, it, it's what—it's really the closest you can get to impartial. It's that this is our perspective, you know. Take into that what you will. Now we're gonna fucking just chat. We're not gonna try and you know softball things or explain things to you. This is where we're at, you know. Be where you're at. Or don't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You I mean, can change, but here. you probably can't. We're on Podbean. We have mm -hmm. the largest following on Podbean. We've got the most beans following us. Yep. It's on the Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to talk about the Ukraine war. Just okay. really briefly. It's sure. nothing. I just have news to report. It's actual news. There's n okay. Well, I've been really focused on the Bakhmut area of the uh, Ukrainian front recently because it's been bubbling in the news. So I uh -huh. decided to and, investigate. And for yeah. reference, where is that? It's on the southeastern, on the Dnieper River. Okay. Yeah, it's there. The southeastern front, it's there. Yeah, it's in yeah, the. Yeah. It's kind of in, in the south center of the uh, of the whole front. I don't know how else to explain it. It's a. I can I can kind of visualize a, a Ukraine-ish shape, and I can I can find south on that. So I'll just imagine in that southeastern region. 
Yeah, and it's a city, and you know, cities are basically fortresses, so it's got to mm-hmm. be taken, right? Yep. But there's been fighting around this, uh, you know, township. Imagine like Woodstock is. Uh, no, that's you got to bleep that out, Julian. Write that down. <laughs> uh. Yeah, fought. But anyways, I uh, imagine Charles that... stole Jillian's desk. By the way, it was a it was a monetary thing. Uh, imagine a a large township, you know, like eighty thousand people, right? That's I think right. that's what uh whatever the other Bakhmut place is, and then okay. a, there's a township to the north of it that's much smaller and more industrial, but it's hooked up to a railway line, and its mm. name is Soladar. Right. Okay. And so, if Sol, what? It is a cool mm-hmm. name, I think so as well. And if Soladar is taken, it makes Bakhmut much. It's to the north of Bakhmut, and kind of, you know, if you take it, you surround Bakhmut on one side, and mm-hmm. surrounding a city, you know, starving it for a day or two, and then storming it is like a much better plan than taking a, a head-on defense. You never want to attack a prepared, yep. a prepared and uh maintained defense no prepared defense is okay but prepared and maintained is the uh the bad bad but anyways um there's been disputes on the media whether or not this township solidar has fallen and Mm -hmm. i can confirm that solidar has fallen to the russians to the wagner group Mm -hmm. but the uh the ukrainians only deny this because the railway line on the outskirts of town is uh is or was uh still under their control but they're going to lose hmm. it soon and yeah. uh Doesn't so that's promising so that's breaking news that I'm actually reporting but uh then I'm also going to just wheel and do some predictions over there and it's because the I'm predicting because the Wagner group you know the Wagner group mm-hmm. the mercenaries yeah the SS basically over there um, they were uh, uh, responsible for this offensive into Solidar, and I think they uh, they were responsible for this offensive because the general mobilization that has happened over the Christmas break is going to fill the ranks and prepare the Russians for a new offensive soon. And the Wagner Group wants control of this mm-hmm. new offensive, and so by taking Solidar in advance of the Bakhmut offensive, which is, it just has to be where the offensive falls on the line. Unless, right. unless the Belarusians join at the last second and they attack Kiev from the north, you know, mm-hmm. and just completely shock an army, which I don't think the Russians are capable of, it just makes most logical sense to try and break the line at Bakhmut. And so yeah. that's where they're going to send the guys. And so I think the Wagner group, I think it's just Wagner, whatever. Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. It, uh, I think they're going to be in control because they did manage to take Solidar, and you know, managing to take anything in this war where they've basically been on a straight womp womp, fucking sesh. It's fucking, uh, it's incredible. Womp womp. I mean, he, li- literally, they can't get it done against uh, people that are a fifth, a fifth their size. Give Population? me a break. Not, yep. like, not like physically. It's because he didn't commit enough at the beginning. Uh-huh. Got to reread Clausewitz. It's got to be shock and awe and fucking hard at yep, the beginning. Got to get that blitz. And also, uh, reading Clausewitz now is good because now it's spiraled out of control. And his other prediction about war is that it will always be total, right? So it has to be total immediately, or mm-hmm. it'll spiral into total. And that's what we're getting here. The liberals around the world are tooting and hollering for World War Three. We're gonna get it here any month now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, have to see how the spring offensive goes. And uh... if the Russians do really well, that looks good for world peace over the next year or two. I hope. Uh-huh. No, inshallah, they kill many Ukrainians. Or no, that's terrible. But like, yeah, on the geopolitical scale, right? If they manage to do well, then the NATO might be forced to the table, and everything will just simmer down. But uh, 
No, I don't think so. It, it's going to heat up. The Ukrainians will do well. They've performed well so far. They're getting F-16s now. Yeah, they've definitely got the... Uh, the Challengers. The, the global backing. Challengers morally. are some of the best tanks ever. Like, easily could go toe-to-toe uh, -to 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 with a uh, M1A2, right? Yo, Toto? To -to. I, I could see Toto fighting a Challenger. That guy's got pipes. It's the Challenger 2s, right, Julian? Still, 120 millimeter cannon, composite armor, just fucking unbelievable. Uh, the uh, the perfect fighting machine of the 90s. <laughs> well, the Germans are sending leopards too, right? So we gotta, I gotta believe that either this offensive goes well or they they throw a nuke. You know what I mean? And it mm -hmm. just escalates further. What do you do? What do you do if you mobilize 1.2 million men? You're Putin. You've mobilized 1.2 million men. You throw them at the wall. It does nothing again, right? And you need to win this war. Like, not only existentially for your existence, but for the yeah. nation, right? Like, they're all in agreement that this war needs to go on, those guys at the top in Russia. He might get the heart attack gun from the CIA. That's an escalation, though. Whoever yeah. takes his place, it could be the Wagner Group guy or the head of the uh, the Secret Service. Not the Secret Service. The intelligence agency over there. What, what's it oh, called? Oh, the KGB. No, it's the FSB. It's the, oh. it's the successor to the KGB. I think it's the FSB. Probably. Whatever. Um He's a he has his own factional power. Maybe he would just take control. It's an autocratic system, and like mm -hmm. the head, the group of like eighty to a hundred of them that are in control are all in agreement, and they're all fucking going for this. Like taking one out is not a not a solution. They have to be brought to the peace table, and they have to be given a peace they can accept. And I don't think there is a peace that they can accept. They're just gonna keep fighting. Yeah, and, it seems kind of the case for both sides. Yeah, the Ukrainians, like, I'm I'm with their right to exist, right? Like, But they're going to fight to their last man over that right mm -hmm. to exist. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. Um, so you don't see you don't see any schism happening if, if Putin just suddenly kicks the bucket. No, whoever takes control makes the exact same decisions. If it's a map game. This has to happen. Like It has to happen, but I'm saying, do you see the potential? Because you're mentioning all these factions. Factions are a difficult thing to balance. Yeah, they, like, they'll compete for power, and they'll do outlandish thing, and they'll waste uh, spectacular amounts of resources in their competition with each other. But mm -hmm. the factionalism is designed to create more, uh, what's the word, uh... uh fanaticism within the group right to push the agenda even further and mm. so in the end the all those groups are going to fall in line they all ideologically believe the same thing a, a paternalist tsarist russia the the return of the natural limits of the russian empire pre the the soviets uh rebellion that they see as illegitimate that america and the west had decried as illegitimate you know mm -hmm. They would, and that's a that's a hard thing historically to argue with too. I like the Russians. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, propagandistically, have like such an edge because of America's just absolute shitlordness over the last I don't know eighty to a hundred years. They yeah, uh, they, they got a lot of content to work with. All of the West, Japan included, invaded Russia over trying to put the the Tsarists back in control over the mm -hmm. uh, over the Soviets, right? And then at the end of the, when the Tsarists do get in control, they're just supposed to accept that the there's supposed friends that they died in the millions to bring down the uh, the German hegemony that almost happened. That they don't get their uh, slice of the world and they have to be just condemned to being Chekhov on Star Trek. That's what I really think they hate. They they seethe about that being Chekhov on Star Trek. That is the future that they hate 
undeniably and more than anything, just this funny little character that has a weird little accent, but, you know, it does his job really well. Just fucking... They they can never accept that as the future, as a potential global hegemon, as a, as a world power. I don't know. Yeah, that's a... I mean, at least, you know, representation, but uh, it's not good enough, I guess. There's a... Uh... There's starving people in Africa who would kill for representation in Star Trek, but good old Russians. Well, um, dude, yeah, maybe. No, no, um, but. Uh, the, it will happen. Like, what, what, what would you do? Give me another fucking uh, play on the map. You're playing a map game. There's no uh -huh. souls. There's no love. It's just a map game. You gotta like, win. Okay, right. I'm Putin. Yes. Hello. I'm Pl I'm Putin, and <laughs> I just, I just lost. Right. So this is very accurate, especially if I'm playing a map game. I just had a big old army, and I went. My army's bigger. I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack you, and then I, I rolled crap i attacked in the mountains my general died right before the fight beauty i, beauty I rolled zeros three times in a row my army disappears mm -hmm. just stack wiped um for the initiated what, what do i do what do i do as putin um i don't know if i could because uh on the on the on the same tone as julian i think he would just get killed like I don't think he has the choice. I think one of the others of the of the other factions are just going to take him out. And no. whether that leads to a schism or not, I mean, you say it isn't, but I could easily see it. Just, oops, their power all broken. Their power right now is most uh, preserved under the Putin regime. All the people who hold like all the actual strings. Mm -hmm. like the the systems of ants that ma make up the nervous system of the ant colonies that are the nations right like the the security system the military arm the economic Jacob, professionals you, you brain blast over here brain blast i'm putin what do i do what do i do i just lost my army uh no i didn't there is easily a billion soldiers living on my land subterranean Super soldiers. You want Let's get them up. For, yeah, Let's yeah. get them suited up and out the door. That's funny. brilliant, Jacob. That's funny. I I love it. Get them little helmets, little guns. Pew, 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 pew. How could it fail? Okay. Three okay. nukes. Can we oh, comment okay. on them as they come? You got them all real, really securely in your mind, or you want me to wait till the end? Okay. The, Biden said that he would sink the Black Sea fleet, which apparently a couple episodes I called the Baltic fleet. I meant it, the Black Sea. Continue. Oh, wow. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The fourth one's all the way to the west. They're not getting that one. I don't think that's a miracle because they'll be back, right? Like the Russians, the Russians want to set up shop right behind the Carpathians, the mountains, because mm -hmm. that funnels soldiers around those mountains either way, and then they're much safer. Right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's getting to and through the mountains. That's the tricky part. They just got to get... So they're going to be back. That tenet of peace... All, and the point of they, they're going to be back is the Ukrainians and the Americans know that. And so the tenet of peace, I think, is completely off the table. Yeah, I think, honestly, any peace deal that doesn't involve, you know, serious reprimandation. Reprimandation, you know what I mean. Reprimands. Yes, serious reprimand. I, it just doesn't work. 
Oh, the, Either side is just it, it's going to be a serious case of revanchism all over again. The Ruskies are not playing paying reparations, right? They won't be doing that. Yeah, and and either like both sides are just so bullheaded that any piece you give them is going to be not good enough. What's option three? A complete collapse of the Russian state leading to, like, a federation of cities that are, like, overseen uh, by the UN and China in particular. Yeah, that, they, they still have their nuclear rocket core. I don't know why America's acting like they just don't need to worry about that. It's, the Star Wars program never worked out. The nuke will always get through. They would be able to decimate, I don't know. Yeah, decimate's the perfect word, American cities. They, they'd get one in ten, in, in my opinion, with their fucking rocket reserve and fucking ICBMs and nuclear tip missiles. Yeah. Why? Summer's coming. Yeah, last summer was already pretty, yeah. Oh yeah, Paris was like at 41 degrees in the summer this year, right? Yeah, Spain was just on fire the whole year. Uh-huh. Yep. The the droughts are coming. I uh I believe they would just burn energy, money, credit to just keep everyone cool and relaxed. Amer Europe has uh enough wealth and power to weather at least one year like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just keep the complacency going. It's a it's a bid. I feel it's less a bid. I feel less secure about my uh, my bid on Taiwan with my left nut that is still tied up from like episode six. Yeah. I I think I put two years down on that bet, and I'm I'm getting a little shifty in my seat. I really don't want that to happen. Julian, <laughs> sharpen the guillotine. The scalpel, the guillotine. Now that's a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, a guillotine, uh, a, a guillotine teen. <laughs> um, yeah, Europe's pretty boned. Um, so are we. Uh, we're gonna be, no, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be uh incorporated into a formal American empire in this next little probably. Just, but like as far as climate goes, we're oh, like, we're super fine. We're no. Mm, Southwestern Ontario, compared to the rest of the Earth, is about mm. to enjoy a mild seasonal shift. Mm, my guy, here's the thing, right? No one's talking about it. We've been in a drought for a year. Hmm. Hard. Like, the water's gone. Especially our region, Jacob, like where we live. Mm -hmm. it's, it's basically a desert already the soil here is garbage and after last summer where i don't know i think it stormed once in august maybe for like half a day we should be getting weapons eh? we should really be yeah considering the future here <laughs> sure yeah. okay yeah, well, yeah talk sure to can. charles yeah yeah good shout Hope he finds it. Hope he finds that desk. He's been sitting on the floor in the office here recently. It's really just, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I love it. It makes him look like a Buddha. I guess that's one take. Just sitting there on the floor, zen and out. Mm -hmm. he you crossed... think get him a cushion or something. Yeah, he does the perfect full lotus. It's incredible. Yeah, really... yeah just his flexibility is amazing. 
godlike even. Uh, godlike um, perhaps uh ladies <laughs> um what, what, julian has a partner sorry what was... were we talking about before um we were discussing the uh inevitable drought we're about to go through and also uh the ukraine russia situation you guys but i don't I, know if you ever actually finished i i haven't finished on russia and ukraine but fuck it mm. um you guys at breakfast when we did a uh, breakfast a while back were really adamant that like all of you were really adamant that like the ecological collapse of the soil around here for agriculture was like imminent and like uh unavoidable in the next 20 mm. years and i just i don't understand it like is there no way to put just like pump more fertilizer into the ground and more water like we have infinite supplies of both of those things why not it's more of an issue with how the region is mm. i mean yeah you could sink a lot of time and energy into like getting the soil to to a better consistency but you'd have to you'd have to basically terraform the whole region. Well, I it's, think it's just the way like the the you know the land comes together here where we live. Why you is know, terraforming all, all the, the region not out of the question? How much could that really entail? I don't think it is out of the question. I'm just saying like for for an area like this, I don't think it would be worth it for anyone. You know, unless we were the the breadbasket of this we, region we are the bread basket of almost the world like um we're the we're third close we're the third greatest producer of grain in the world i'm pretty sure behind yeah. ukraine and russia for sure like this region at large definitely but our little pocket here mm, like on a true. smaller scale where we live absolutely boned uh, uh south towards like norwich london where you see you know you're driving by you see all that rich black soil They'll be fine. Mm. Yeah, that but is... here we've got sand. Like we've had sand for years, and farmers for basically a century have just been, you know, tilling it up willy nilly. Let's just bring in soil. Um... Yeah. But that. But on top of that, you also the the thing in that equation we're missing is the tech that speeds that process up. Hmm. Because sure, we can bring that all in and then just, you know, put it in. But the process of letting it naturalize and actually cement into the region, yeah. that takes time. I got into a huge Reddit brawl. I deleted Reddit again recently. Oh. Really proud of myself. Nice. It, it has been three months. Sorry, it has been three days since I've been on Reddit. <laughs> Feels like three months, eh? Yeah, it does. Um, but anyways, I said that we should be devoting, like, all money infrastructure and investment possible in the short term to like uh alternative food production you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh indoor food production in urban spaces uh indoor fucking farming and things like that because i think in the next five years we're gonna have global famines that are like starve hundreds of millions of people a year yeah right and uh it's really cynical but in a market like that food becomes I don't know, really fucking valuable, right? So, like, no matter the cost it takes to make this food, if you hoard it for a couple of years, it'd be infinitely more valuable. It'd be like having a gold reserve. In a yeah, and also times. just, like, being able to live as a, you know, as a, a community, society. as a people. It's pretty great. No, it's the gold reserve. It's like in uh, in Leningrad, when they uh -huh. were when they were almost taken, the, uh, there were, there was an agricultural institute there that was uh, researching and breeding different types of grains together. Mm. And many of the uh, researchers starved to death and uh, didn't touch an ounce of the food that uh, there. It's the same. Don't touch my grain. It's for selling on the global market. <laughs> uh, oof, I don't know. I don't know. I might be making bread out of that. Oh, well, how, how, did, how did Charles take it? You think you'll get your desk? Ah, typical. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, Watching well, Julian descend into his full lotus to continue his podcasting on the ground is incredible. It was effortless. Beautiful. Elegant.
Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Julian. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely with you there, Jacob. I, I think there should be more of a push. You know, you see, or maybe I see, because I'm kind of a freak when it comes to city planning. Uh, but there's always these, you know, ooh, look at our cool urban centers that we're designing with these beautiful green roofs and these terraces and these wonderful indoor gardens. I'm like, yeah, why isn't that just food? Why don't yeah. people just, like, why are people obsessed with lawns? Just plant food. Oh, man. That's, it's very Maoist to be like, the people should be growing food in their backyard. But, like, if you made a program where you're sent, like, a build a fucking green room and, right. you, and you get, like, a tax credit or just a check at the end of the year if you meet certain quotas in your mm-hmm. greenhouse in your backyard, think of the food we could make a year. And oh, like, it would be ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, I cannot stress this enough to anyone who is unfamiliar with growing food. If you take a plant and put it in the ground and it does well and it makes, you know, literally any, any, like, think of the, 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 you know, the green grocer department, the, the, the produce department of your grocery store. Think of any vegetable from that department and then just go like, huh. If I planted that, I'd get more of it, right? Any any plant, any plant. And then just like that's in your backyard. That's just hanging out there making food in quantities that you and your family cannot fathom. Yeah. I, I don't know what I would encourage people on it. Like if I was to do this like a steampunk overlord and like every suburban household was to get like a a tax credit to make this little greenhouse in their backyard to mm-hmm. contribute to global food supply. But I, I think like potatoes or yeah. uh, radishes, onions, uh, spices would also be probably good. Yeah. There's a, yeah, yeah there's, there's a weird balance between stuff that's easy to grow stuff that keeps and stuff that uh, multiplies Yeah, stuff that you're going to get a huge yield out of. Cause like, yeah, onions. Great. But, it's one to one for onions. Potatoes, yo. You put yep. a potato in the ground, you let that sucker grow, you're getting twelve times the yield. Yeah, potato is like has there has to be staple foods that it would be grown around, right? Like, and I don't want it to be corn, right? It can't mm-hmm. be because cor- corn is the staple food of the American Empire right now, but it's unsustainable in the model that we're fucking proposing, which is a greenhouse in every suburban backyard right would to, to supplement our food fucking growth i wonder if millet i wonder how millet would do a, a grain of some type like a hard grain i've thought about that yeah. like just like a, a box it's a waste of space if you could have rows of potatoes stacks of shelves of potatoes think mm-hmm. of the calories that you could grow in the same amount of energy devoted right like it's just not comparable. It has to be a shift to a starch. In, in... Yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder if like a different tuber would work well. Would a work radish in this region. Radish, I thought. Or like, like a cassava. I don't know what that is, but uh, it's basically like a South American potato. Ooh, that's a good idea. Like a, uh, the perfectly genetically designed potato to give us the right, uh, you know, basically to mimic what corn does right now, which is it be in everything, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, you can turn cassava into flour, and it functions like it doesn't. It doesn't get the gluten that flour perfect. does. Perfect. But but you can use it for baking in the exact same way you use flour. Yeah, it's and crazy. That, if you can use it for a flour, you can make it into a syrup, and you can do all sorts of shit with it beyond, from mm. there, right? Like, I can't yeah. stress enough how how much corn is in everything that you eat. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Corn and corn byproducts. Yeah. Usually the syrup. It's there are arguments against it that make you know it's bad for you or whatever. But like, name me a better way to get the calories that a population our size needs, right? Like, nope, uh, can't be done. Um, cocaine. I uh, I've dabbled with that. Our dead are a significant waste of calories that we should uh, uh, institutionally uh, I don't know prod people to uh mulch their fucking dead loved ones and feed them to the pigs hey i mean it would work 
it would give more calories back, but I think it's just too distasteful for everyone. But like steampunk yeah. overlord thinking, right? Like uh-huh. totally makes sense. That that is wasted energy. You spit in Awa's face when you fucking burn yourself or preserve yourself and put yourself in the ground. All energy must be returned. It is only yeah. borrowed. That's why you must yeah. be mulched and fed to the pigs. <laughs> they don't though. Nobody, like, no percentage of our society is, like, not just preserved and put in the ground, which I can't, like, I'm repeating, but, like, it's, uh, it's really bad for the environment to have just, like, a toxic bomb planted into the ground of preservatives. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It just is, like, a cultural thing. Burning, burning them's bad, too. I, I can see a little more, like... I can see the logic of, you know, ash to returning to the earth. Yeah, but like, why not? Like, I know let that's a... not exactly how it works, but I can see the rationale. Why not let a fungus eat you, right? And like contribute to the life cycle of the beauty of the earth, right? Like the magnificence. New, new steampunk overlord uh, bit. Every person gets buried with a little four, a little a little fungal spore. I I I I like the tree uh, company where they they put you in this little dirt pod and then entangle you in the roots of a junior it look a junior looking tree. That's uh-huh. and that's supposed to be your casket. And this root system like feeds off you, right? It'll be centipedes and worms and all sorts of shit. But like it's supposed to be like this beautiful transference. Or symbolic transference into the tree, right? Which is nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's unsustainable. Fungus? Much better. Not as pretty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, not... I mean, that's pers- that's perspective. Yeah, it is perspective. It's just the sales pitch. I think if we set, if we just as steampunk overlords said to society, everyone gets a tree and then uh-huh. just did our fungus thing anyways, we'd get away with yeah. it. Like... Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. funny. That's so that funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, though, like every fucking asshole you've ever met in your life just gets like an Egyptian pharaoh style burial where your like shitty existence is preserved for the next 700 years in fucking chemical uh-huh. fucking binding. What a disgusting waste of wealth, right? Like. Yeah, it's hard to justify. And then it's also, there's just a rock there. Is that really, I mean, the rock's kind of cool, but, you know, you know, I've got nothing. I've got nothing against the rock. Like, I, I don't understand it. And people who talk to gravestones, I, I really don't understand. I guess I've never lost anyone really, really close to me, so I can't judge. But like, I, I uh-huh. still, I still just could never see me seeing that as like a healthy fucking uh system to deal with grief uh-huh. right and so but i don't hold it against them at all i think their uh their symbolic rock should not have a six foot by six a six foot by two foot plot though it shouldn't be in a much smaller area right like uh for sure and like you know the 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 idea of a grave transcends the idea of of, of a weird honored you know a weird sacrificial burial all the pomp and circumstance yeah uh that we know as a modern society like i'm not i'm not hating on the idea of visiting a gravesite and you know mourning i'm just saying yeah like what jacob says what why do we why do we need a huge plot of land with a giant rock yeah just sitting there it's you can very... put the rock in front of the tree. You the, you can carve it into the tree. You can just literally go and and talk to the tree. The tree will it'll say thank you for this CO two. That was delicious. It's a very chimp solution to a very ant problem. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do you expect from us? We're chimps. I want ants. I want they we're ants in all the things that don't matter. You know, military and fucking propaganda and things like that but in the things that like kind of matter like public maintenance and public works and things like that we're just fucking decrepit chimps that have no idea are just clapping rocks together ape together strong you know you're 
you're on to something there. I think we should go back to chimp warfare. I Yo. think we should just go. We should just send the the biggest ones out, have them pound their chest, throw each other around, and then the losers run away. Funnily enough, that was the idea behind air warfare. Like the real proponents early on of air warfare, just were mm. like they uh, thought that uh, nations could settle their land disputes by just having like their their biggest chads fuck go up in the air and kill each other you know what i mean and whoever <laughs> whoever's chads came out on top they uh they get the little plot of land that they were fucking disputing over because whoever had chads in the air their ground forces doesn't matter yeah man doesn't work fully things were that streamlined doesn't work like that it turns out nope. really hard to hit things from the air and really uh -huh. easy to be shot down and also People in charge have no compunction in wasting lives in uh, to air raids and air losses. You know what I mean? Like they're just like acceptable. Continue. <laughs> yeah, acceptable. Also, send in the ground troops. Go on. Go. 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 The infantry continues forward. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about something more cheerful. Okay, I like cheer. You guys... Yeah, hit us with a hit us with a stinger, quick, Julian. Nice, Jacob. Bring bring on the cheer. Uh, I watched the Secretary of the RMT, which is a, a railway. Union in the UK, Mick uh -huh. Lynch, Uber Chad, and left wing communist, General Secretary of the General Secretariat of the Globalist Alliance of Lefties online. Nice. Uh, that's a that's a good string of handles. I made them up. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that's still a good string of handles. Let's give it to him. Uh, he he's been in a, a labor dispute with the the conservative government in the UK since the summer and he's mm -hmm. just gotten more and more popular online and it's just because he's just like the product of like a union in this climate right like just like an a mega chad at debating right like absolutely dunks on people all the time like there was this one uh he was being round uh, table interviewed by Tory ministers, conservative ministers, right? Mm -hmm. So there's like nine and they each get a question and, and then he has to respond to it. And like all these questions are like set up to fucking be gotchas. And he's just like, no, it's, it's you. I hate you. Right. Over and yeah. over again. And uh, like the one time uh, he was like, uh, the guy was doing a really roundabout question, the Tory minister. And Mick started talking and goes, well, when you get there, I'm going to say, I disagree. It's not our fault that it's your government's fault, right? When you get there, yeah. just let me know, right? And then the guy finishes talking and he goes, well, it's your fault, right? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was so good, right? And uh, it's, a, it's a no bullshit style of argumentation, but also oh, like really friendly and like positive and cheery. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like something I could never replicate. I uh, I'm not positive nor cheery. I have to go in for the kill all the time because I can't uh -huh. maintain the composure. But this guy is just like, he's the product of a uh, a system where you need to be elected by your fellow fucking, uh, you know, eight losers who make up the the majority of the working classes. You know, love the working classes, but gotta ref uh, reflect that. We're mostly NPCs here in humanity. We're mostly off morons, right? Me included. And uh, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I gotta check my inventory. Anyways, uh, okay, I'm good. So he has to be elected and questioned by these guys over and over again, and rise through the ranks. And what it produces is actually like really, uh, really proficient arguers and debaters, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, he's not uh, an anomaly. His Second in command, Jack Dempsey, I think his name is. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also very good, uh, though he's hampered quite significantly by his very strong York accent. No, no man with a York accent will ever do anything well in politics because he can't understand a damn thing they're saying. <laughs> they they do really well with uh, Northerners. 
That's yeah. a plus. Yeah, not many northerners, unfortunately. Whereas Mick can reach a global audience, right? Like he's that's true. He's more popular, I think, than almost every Tory minister, other than Rishi Sunak. Maybe uh, himself. That wouldn't be that all. hard to do. Maybe even Rishi Sunak. I bet you some people have heard of uh, Mick Lynch who haven't heard of Rishi Sunak. No, that can't be true. Can't be true. Maybe some northerners. No. But anyways, I, it's been really great to uh, watch his struggle. But uh, recently, the uh, the Tories have uh, started to introduce like really uh, draconian is the way I, uh, I've seen it described online all the time, uh, over and over again. And uh, anti-strike laws, which like take uh, away the right to strike. Which yep. Mick, uh, the the head of the RMT, describes it as. Uh, an attack on the fundamentals of democracy and it is it is that but it's so much more than that right like it's uh it should be seen as treason right it should be seen as an abandonment of duties to serve the american empire right like yeah there should be a, a greater hate a greater well of feeling that you can rely upon these conservative ministers who want to starve public services in the name of a libertarian global order that is just like mm. steampunk 2077 but fucking sorry cyberpunk 27 yeah, uh but just like so much more darker and so much more fucking negative and so much more run by fucking losers who uh, were born into it you know what i mean like who will live forever <laughs> Yeah, they basically they yeah. are a global movement in the uh, crown to serve at the whim and uh, behest. Oh, Jinx, you owe me a soda. Uh, <laughs> no way. They all right. Let me run out to the vending machine. Anyways, uh, they'd serve the American Empire, right? And it's because the heart, the ruling class of the British, just in the UK, have maintained their global wealth status that they had mm. following 19 coming into 1914 by hiding it in these islands around the commonwealth right guernsey the isle of man the the bahamas mm. the caribbean islands right like they just continue to bounce wealth around these places that they say deserve self-determination and governance right and they're just specks of fucking dirt with like a hundred people on them so that these people can hide their cash and greater uh protect their status within the hierarchy but also completely undermine both systems uh, republic and monarchy right the republic by fucking partnering with the people they supposedly rebelled against right like that were these hateful uh vicious nobles that were inbred as fuck but that's how they describe it the system and us you know serving at the behest of uh traitors and uh rebellious people who we see as corporatists and just rich people who are uh, tricking their own proletariat there it, uh, yeah i don't so, know where i was going this, this is the tories yeah the conservatives in every uh crown in all the crown lands australia right. new zealand england Scotland, yeah just Canada. just all of the repugnant uh folks in in government that we would call the tories uh-huh it, it's they're so gross and detached from reality that I love the Scottish National Party. Like I, when I, whenever I hear from a Scottish National Minister in mm. between Tories, it's like a breath of fresh air because even in their like outward fascism that the that fucking party is right, like that, mm -hmm. it's not a big deal because they're a, t a tiny fucking people and it's like basically their only way that they can assert their nationality, right, or their own yeah. cultural identity. But still, because even those whack jobs that are exist in that kind of system sound so much saner than the conservatives, right? Because the conservatives are just these ghouls who will say or do anything to serve corporate yeah. moneyed interests, right? Which is explicitly treasonous against the crown. Yeah, just somehow even more vile and soulless than nationalism, which is which is pretty hard to do. Yeah, it is a global imperialism, you know, of the, it's the, uh, if you think of in the 
beginning of the 1700s when uh, America sorry uh, yeah America was still part of England right at the right. Uh, at the end of the seven the years war at the end of the seven years war uh, the Anglosphere Empire the Anglo Empire was gonna dominate the world no matter what and then there was like a breakaway empire and there was like the world was still ruled by the eastern portion of the empire until the mm. western portion take took over. That's how history will read 300 years from now, right? It will just be there was this there was the eastern anglos and then the western anglos took over and they ate the eastern anglos when they got hungry enough. You know I mean, like, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how it's going to be. They they will shift identity uh, in their identity until eventually they uh, they have a enough of a ruling class that can stomach just that rampant imperialism against people they probably see as brethren most of them like the uh, the sacred alliance or whatever the uh, the special relationship is uh, because we speak the same language right <laughs> like it's got nothing to do with anything else right right and. Uh, the, as they uh, more greatly incorporate more uh, Hispanic peoples, they will uh, come to uh, see that special relationship as less of an ethnic thing, and the languages will start to fucking uh, branch off. Yep, mm -hmm. and there there will be enough of an excuse that they can uh, just outwardly conquer us. They will try and absorb us, but it'll probably require the fist yeah, I mean, the no sword. okay who is they and us in this the, the, the u.s and then the crown lands oh okay the okay, rest okay. of the anglosphere the rest of the All anglo right. empire uh-huh uh -huh. the anglo empire that used to rule the world and is now ruled by the other anglo empire by the other one yeah. right okay i'm following you now mm -hmm. i i've been thinking about writing a kid's book along a, a similar lines for, mm -hmm. Like a, a kid's book for undergrads, where it's like, this is the history of the world over the last 300 years so uh -huh. that, that can be done faster. Just like, a, just like a teen novel, then? No, like an actual like, C-spot run kind of uh -huh. shit. Yeah. The, like a, yeah, exactly. I was actually going to come to DJ over it. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, I don't go in for that kind of soulless work. I do more. I do more. Yeah, I do more like wholesome stuff. <laughs> like, could, could no, no, it yeah, be more of like a fable or something, like a it, fairy tale. It would be pictured and styled that way, but it would be like uh, meant to be like a national education that is like here moron like this is this is what the population trends of the world are over the last 300 years broken down into like clifford the big red dog vernacular like <laughs> the you would uh you'd have to do a complete language shift though to do something like that like you would be unable to call the revolutionary war that you'd have to be like the american rebellion or the american yeah. And maybe history does need that kind of reinterpretation that is... Sure, we'll get there eventually. No, we won't, because the Americans are con will conquer us, and then they'll get to write history. This is probably yeah, the last generation I mean. they'll, of Brits. They'll call it something different. You know, they'll they'll rewrite everything for us. Yeah. Yeah, and literacy rates are plummeting. That will be... That won't be for forever, in my opinion. The Americans leverage their uh, the lack of working class protections that they have against mm -hmm. the rest of their empire right now, right? So that their uh, their working class is always grinding harder than theirs, which makes that their the the benefits that they provide to their working class less sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the competition between the systems. But eventually, uh, America will metastasize to such an extent that their hegemony will be really complete, right? They'll become a billion people there, right? And mm -hmm. they'll have absorbed uh, Canada, Australia, and England, right? Formally, right? Mm -hmm. And so the that kind, yeah, exactly. Uh, from 1984, basically. Uh, 
sorry, I forgot where I was going there. Oh, and so once that's been achieved, once that has, like, they've cored those areas to extend the map game analogy, mm-hmm. they, and so cored those areas means that, uh, folks, that they've, uh, incorporated them fully into the empire to such an extent that a certain area provides no, uh, negatives to your, your gameplay. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is inherently part of your country's identity. Yeah. So once we've been really, you know, steeped in the American culture enough that like you see those American Canadian flags that are like intermixed all the time and things like mm-hmm. that, we will eventually just be absorbed and they will be so overly hegemonic, so world dominating that they will provide to their citizens what uh, ancient Rome provided to theirs, which is, you know, the bread line, the, the benefits, the, the games, Rhodes. the circuses, uh, Potentially, but I doubt it, right? Because we'll be, we're, we'll be, sorry, they, the American Empire, will be attempting to become a Type One civilization, uh-huh. or they'll, or they'll just end, right? They just won't make it. They like they'll just run out of resources. They either gotta fucking capture the sun, uh-huh. once they go for this hegemony in the next fifty years, or blow it, like. I uh, I don't know. I think they already got a bad case of that whole corrupt republic thing going on. The, well, the only way a republic ends is on empire. Sorry, go ahead. No, formalized. No, no. It, it, yes, it does. You need to be able to recruit those people and put them right into your fucking soldiery and things like that. You need to be able to justify a greater expansion of the Navy because you have a greater population uh, base and resource base that you can draw upon. Uh, more dockyards. Yeah. The, more shipyards. You think America's just going to fucking settle for like a, a an 11 supercarrier Navy? No, they want more. They want bigger. They want a billion people in the co- continental U.S. They want all the resources Canada has to uh, offer. They want to go. Uh, they, they want, want the to world, be, baby. They want they want to be the empire from Starship Troopers, almost exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, you got to get to the you got to get to the space stage somehow. It's like, it's like fate. It's like a a, a tragedy, a tragic farce mm-hmm. that uh, we're they're like aping the Roman Empire, and it's just like unbelievably uh, predictable how it's going to fucking uh, turn out and they're going to fucking stumble and fall as they reach that super hegemony stage. Maybe yeah. we're just, maybe we're just not meant to get there. You know, that maybe sucks. That is, maybe that is the Sisyphean fate of uh, society. Of humanity. Fuck that. Yeah. We can do it. We can extend a civilization that, you know, provides for all its members and gives only bounteous, uh, you know, goods and services in exchange for like, uh, dignified work. We could, we should be able to provide uh for our entire species for that for hundreds of thousands of years, only to be wiped out by some fucking um management error that we've overlooked. <laughs> like the reapers come and get us. Oh no! Y two K only in the fucking yeah, year. Three K exactly three hundred and fifty K. Uh, yeah. I have heard of this online, 2047 or some shit like that. What is the year? Maybe. Still, why do these people think that's how fucking computers work? The the clock has nothing to do with how the internal structure works. I, I don't think it works that way, at least from what little I know about computers. Also, time is just super relevant, you know? Sure. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Right.
Oh no. They'll just make new computers between then and that then and now, won't they? With like more What do you mean we'll run out of numbers? Numbers are infinite. Not on a computer. Yeah, yeah. we'll just make bigger com- bigger and better computers. Is my Yeah, uh-huh. what? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've read a couple times that there was like an actual couple places where they were like, oh, this would have been an issue, but we fixed it instantly because we're not fucking morons, right? And Y2, as Y2K passed. So maybe this is something similar, but. Crazy. And we'll do it again. That's funny. Like, <laughs> we you set the system up 35 years ago and it runs everything and we need you to tinker with it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just learn to uh, write COBOL. That'd be awesome. Do your little, do your little thing. Do your little thing, do your thing, your thing. Uh. 